Welcome to the Myth, Legend and Lore podcast. The Saga of Frithiof the Bold An adaption from the 1875 translation by Eric Magnusson and William Morris and the 1901 translation by Rasmus B. Anderson. Chapter 12 Frithiof Saves the King and Queen on the Ice The saga tells, There came a time when King Ring and the Queen, accompanied by many, were to go to a feast. The king said to Thief, Are you to come with us or abide at home? The thief replied that he wished to join them, and the king said, That would suit me well. Thus they departed, and soon had little choice but to cross a frozen lake. Thief turned to the king and said, It seems to me the ice is untrustworthy, and yet we fare unwearily. To which the king replied, it is well observed you show much forethought concerning us. It was not long after this that the ice began to break beneath them, and Thief ran to their aid, dragging to safety the horses, the sled and all those who were in it, including the king and queen. Then King Ring exclaimed, That was well done, Thief. Had Frithy of the Bold himself been here, he would not have been able to rescue us. There are few men as brave as you. They arrived at the feast, and there is little to be told about that, and the king returned to his home once again, with seemly gifts. Chapter 13 The King Sleeps Before Frithiof Now midwinter began to pass, and spring approached. The weather grew fair, the woods took to blooming, the grass grew, and ships were able to glide once more between lands. One day the king said to his folk, I will that you come with me to the woods, that we may gaze upon the fairness of the earth. So this was done, and a large gathering accompanied the king into the woods. But it so happened that the king and Frithiof found themselves alone together far from the other men, and the king said he was heavy and had a strong desire to sleep. Then said Thief, it would be better to return home, my lord. It is unbecoming of a nobleman to lie at rest outside. No, said the king. I won't do that. And laid himself down and slept fast, snoring loudly all the while. Thief sat close by the sleeping king and drew his sword from his sheath, casting it far away from him. Sometime later the king awoke and said, was it not so, Frithiof, that many things entered your mind while I slept? But well, you have dealt with them, 
and so you shall be held in great honour by me. Lo, I knew it was you that first evening you came into our hall. And you will not speedily depart from us, and I believe a great future lies ahead of you. Frithiof replied, Lord King, you have treated me well and as a friend, but yet the time approaches when I must leave, because my men will soon arrive, as I asked them to do when last we saw one another. They rode home from the wood. The king's folk crowded around them. One and all they fared to the hall and drank merrily. And it was made known to all who gathered there that the man who had wintered with them had been none other than Frithiof the Bold. Chapter 14 King Ring's Gift to Frithiof Early one morning there was heard a loud bang on the door of the hall, where the king and queen and many others were sleeping. Then the king asked who it was at the hall door, and this was the reply. It is I, Frithiof. The time has come when I must leave. Then the door was opened, and Frithiof entered, and sang this stave. Have great thanks for the guesting thou gavest with all bounty. Died fully for wayfaring as the feeder of the eagle. But Ingeborg, I mind thee, while yet on earth we tarry, live gloriously. I give thee this gift for many kisses. Therewith, he cast the ring toward Ingeborg, so that she might keep it. The king smiled at the stave and said, Aye, it is the queen who receives thanks for your winter quarters than I. Yet she has not been more of a friend to you than I. Then the king sent for his serving folk, saying they must eat and drink together before Frithiof departed. Arise, queen, be joyful the king said, but she replied she was not of a mind to be feasting so early. Nay, let us all be together now, said King Ring, and this was done. When they had drank a while, King Ring spoke. It is my wish that you would abide here, Frithiof. My sons are but children, and I am old, and not fit for the warding of my realm, if any should seek to bring war upon it. Frithiof said, It is with haste that I must depart, Lord, and sang, O live King Ring, both long and hale, the highest king neath heaven's skirt. Word well, O king, thy wife and land, for Ingeborg now, never more shall I meet. To which King Ring replied, Fear not away, O Frithiof, Thou swift downcast heart, O dearest of chieftains, for now I will give thee, for all thy good gifts, far better things than thou wottest thyself. And again he sang, To Frithiof the famous, My fair wife I give, and all things therewith, that are unto me. But Frithiof stood and sang, Nay, how from thine hands these gifts may I have, but if thou hast fared by the last way of fate. The king said, 
I would not give you this had I not thought it would soon be so. For I sicken now. Of all men, how should it be you who knows the joy of this? But you are surely the crown of all Norway. The name of king will I give you also, and all this because I believe Ingeborg's brethren would begrudge you any honour and would be slower in giving you her hand as wife than I now do. Then Frithiof said, You have my thanks, Lord, for goodwill beyond any I looked for, but I ask for no higher title than to be called a Jarl. Then King Ring gave Frithiof rule over his realm, and the name of Jarl therewith. And Frithiof was to rule, until such a time came, when the sons of King Ring were of an age to rule the realm for themselves. King Ring lay sick a little while, and then died. For him there was a great mourning, and a mound cast over him, and much wealth laid within, according to his bidding. Thereafter, Frithiof held a noble feast, to which his folk came. This was the feast that marked King Ring's burial, and celebrated the wedding of Frithiof and Ingeborg. After these things, Frithiof ruled the realm. He was deemed a most noble man, and with Ingeborg his queen, had many children. Chapter 15 Frithiof, King in Song Now, we must speak of those kings of Song, the brethren of Ingeborg. For they had heard these tidings, that Frithiof was now a king of Ringrealm, and had Ingeborg as his wife and queen. Helgi said to Hafton, his brother, that it was unheard of, and an overbold deed, that a mere Hersir's son should have her as wife. And so they gathered together a mighty army, and made for Ringrealm, with a mind to slay Frithiof, taking his realm for themselves. But when Frithiof learned of their actions, he gathered together his folk, and then spoke with Ingeborg his queen. War has come upon our realm, and now, whatever the end may be, I am glad your ways to me have grown no colder. Ingeborg said, In all things, I look to you above all others. Bjorn had journeyed east, coming to the aid of Frithiof, and so they prepared to fight, and as it had always been, Frithiof found himself where danger was greatest. King Helgi and he engaged in hand-to-hand -hand combat, and there Frithiof slew Helgi. Then Frithiof raised up the shield of peace, and the battle was ended, and therewith he called to Hafton. In each hand you now hold one chance, Either surrender to my will, or else suffer the bane of your brother. For now many men see that I am the better man. So Hafton chose to surrender, and lay his realm under Frithiof's rule. Now Frithiof was the ruler of Sonfjöka, and Hafton became a hairseer in Son. And to Frithiof tribute was paid, and Frithiof remained the ruler of Ringrel. And so, Frithiof, 
son of Thorstein, son of Viking, had the title of king of Sonfjöka, until the time came when he gave up Ringrum to the sons of King Ring, and thereafter he won Hordaland also. Frithiof and Ingeborg had two sons, one called Gunthiof and the other Hunthiof, and both of them are remembered as men of might. Here ends the saga of Frithiof the Bold. I hope you have enjoyed the saga of Frithiof the Bold. There are many more legendary sagas for us to discover, but if you have one in particular that you would like to hear, please drop us a line at the Myth, Legend and Lore podcast, either by email mlegendlore at gmail.com or over on Twitter at LoreMyth. The song at the end of the track is called Culloden, and it came via the phenomenal team at Filmstro. Links will be in the show description. If music is your thing, you might well want to check out the talented musicians who are lending their work to podcasters and many more. Although the track is named after a Scottish place, I felt it lent something to the tale of a loyal and courageous warrior who, in the end, was fortunate enough to find the remainder of his days were spent with the one he loved, and, dare I say it, had not angered the gods overmuch in the process of both wooing Ingeborg and being united with her once more. Thank you for joining us today. Take care for now. I'm Siobhan Clark, and you've been listening to the Myth, Legend and Lore podcast. <laughs>